You're listening to Share, Inspire, Repeat, where we explore uplifting, inspiring, and unique stories from around the planet. Things we're doing as human beings that you'll want to talk about that make us better people. A little dose of positivity in your day? Coming right up. And now for your host, AJ Mises. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Share, Inspire, Repeat. My name's AJ Mises, and I am so glad that you're here with us today. And before we get started, and before I introduce our guest for this episode, I just wanted to let everybody know about a contest that we're doing uh, for some ratings and reviews. So if you listen to this podcast on Spotify, on Google um, Podcast apps, if you listen to it on Apple Podcasts, I'm holding a contest. If you write a rating and give us a review and then take a screenshot and email it to info at shareinspirerepeat.com you will be entered into a contest for a prize, which I will announce on the next episode. So again, send a screenshot of your review to info at shareinspirerepeat.com. And uh, just as a reminder for those of, you, uh, those of you who are joining us for the first time, this show is set up with two people sharing some good, talking about all of the wonderful things that we're doing as humans um, to help lift each other up and, and share some stories of positivity. I have a new guest each week, and we talk about sharing a story that neither one of us has heard before. So my guest today uh, will be sharing a story that I haven't heard, and I'll be sharing a story with her that uh, she hopefully hasn't heard. And so without further ado, it is my pleasure to welcome my guest today, Keisha Gallegos. Keisha, how are you? Hi, I'm great, AJ. How are you? I'm doing well. Do you mind if I tell the listeners a little bit about you? Oh, go right ahead. Let's see what you say. (laughs) (laughs) So so Keisha um, is a certified master life coach and author of The Little Book of Big Mojo, The Secret Decoder Ring to Unleash Your Superpowers. And she's been helping people get their mojo back since 2009. Um, And Keisha loves working with clients in the areas of life purpose, business, relationships, and spirituality, which I love. (laughs) And um, fun fact as well, Keisha is also a medium and Reiki master, and she's worked um, as an intuitive consultant for over 20 years. Um, And full disclosure, Keisha has been my coach um, before, um, and I am in love with this woman, um, and I am so excited to have her on the show. (laughs) Oh, now I'm Um, just a puddle. (laughs) (laughs) that is okay we're we're about feelings in this in this show um but Keisha I'd love for you to maybe tell uh, people about um more than maybe what I've just said but talk tell tell them about um like your your favorite part of what you do and maybe Mm. what mojo is oh yeah okay so mojo is your magical original joyful offering to the world. I always loved the word mojo because I thought it was fun and sassy. And um, I started having people call me telling me that they felt like they needed to get their mojo back. And when my other coach friends, I would ask them, do people say that to you, that they need to get their mojo back? And they were like, no. Um, And I thought, gosh, maybe I'm the mojo whisperer. (laughs) 
<laughs> so I I ended up uh, branding myself the Mojo Whisperer, and I ended up writing a book about it. And um, the book is about um, what Mojo is, how to unleash it within yourself, because it's not something outside of you; it's something within you. And um, and then there's 15 Mojo killers and antidotes in the book as well. So um, so where are you losing your Mojo, and then how do you get it back? So um, the book is a fun read and it's but it's it's deceptively deep um mm. so it's I, i'm pretty proud of it and um it's it's gotten some great reviews on on amazon so well, check it it's out. hilarious it's amazing Thank um you. and I, I we should probably give it um a disclosure to everybody uh, because not only in the book um, is it hilarious? But you swear a ton, which is like so real. Um, and um, that was probably one of my favorite parts about working with you was that we just were, were real. We would shoot the shit. So the disclosure is that there may be some swearing in this episode. Um, there may be. And, I used to be a school and, teacher, so I do know how to control myself. But um, but I'm choosing not to, if that's OK that's with okay. you. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um, great. Awesome. So um, maybe we should jump right in to um, sharing our, our stories of good. Cool. Um, and so if you're cool with that, I'd love for you to go first. Um, yeah. And I'm so excited to hear what you're going to talk about. Oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, so I, I chatted a couple stories on my family last night to see which one they Ooh. thought was the best. And so this okay. was the one that, that we ended up with. Awesome. So, um, there is a veteran, uh, an army veteran named Chris Stout who, uh, came back from Afghanistan injured and with P- P- PTSD. And, um, he in Kansas city, Missouri, he was really frustrated with the VA and with all of the things that were happening to veterans, that there were so many veterans that were homeless and the system is very difficult to navigate. And, you know, the last thing that you want to do is try to navigate a ton of red tape when you're hurting. Um, And so what this guy decided to do was he quit his job. He got together with some other veterans and friends and he decided that he was going to build tiny houses for veterans that were homeless. So he got this parcel of land and at first he had 13 houses that he and his other um, cohorts built. And now I think he had another 11 or 12 that were built by November. And so just in this one year, they have like 25 houses that they've built for these veterans in this little community. And so wow. not only do these people now have homes, which is amazing, yeah. um, but he links veterans with services that they need. Wow. So he, they have this whole um, thing. I guess they've already helped about 800 veterans get all of the services that they need. Then they desperately need connection with. And, and like I said, when you're hurting and when you've got, you know, you've got financial issues, poverty, you know, um, PTSD, the last thing you need to be doing is trying to navigate a very complex system. Right. And unfortunately that's what, what our veterans have to do. And so I loved this this amazing man and this awesome story so much. My husband and I watched, my husband's also a veteran and we watched this story together and we were just like bawling um, and like throwing money at him. Like, this right. is, you're amazing. Like, keep doing this. <laughs> right. And it's, it's like, it's the beautiful thing about when you notice that there's a problem and it's not sitting back to, yeah. you know, watch it happen, but it's jumping in to create the solution, which it sounds like this guy did. Yeah. Amazing. I mean, 
Amazing. How did he, did, is there anything in there about like how he raised the money to build all those houses or was it like just through fundraising? Actually, I, I got the number wrong. It wasn't 800 veterans. It was 8,000 veterans. Yeah. So sorry about that. So I was right. I was right about the numbers, but it says the group's outreach center assists residents as well as any local veteran with access to bus passes, housing placement, job placement, legal services, a food pantry, a clothing closet. Yeah. And emergency emergency financial assistance. Holy moly. I know. Incredible. Yeah. And he says we serve anybody who's ever raised their hand to defend our constitution. We're a place that says yes first and figures everything else later. El- sorry, figures everything else out later. Yeah, okay. Veterans Community Project. And Veterans actually, Community Project. yeah, what I saw it on was CNN. Um, CNN had a really cool uh, story called Top 10 CNN Heroes of 2018. So if you just go on CNN.com, um, backslash CNN Heroes, you'll see this guy. So uh, his name's Chris Stout championing stout s-t-o-u-t championing military veterans in need there's like a three and a half minute video and it's like a total tearjerker but in the best way chris stout thanks for doing what you do yep um great awesome well um i have one for you Ooh, lay it on me lay it on um so, so um so this um is a story about a gentleman named isaac lidsky and Isaac, um, ever since he was um, a, a little kid, he imagined growing up to be a successful business guy. And um, one of the craziest things that happened to him was at the age of 13, he was diagnosed with a disease that completely robbed him of his sight by the age that he, uh, that he was 25. And so as you can imagine, um, it probably was pretty depressing um, learning that you were going to lose your sight and then to eventually lose your sight having you know these big dreams of becoming a business guy he didn't know what he wanted to do or what what business he wanted to be in but extremely extremely driven um which 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 you'll see in a second um and he had you know preconceived misconceptions about disabilities and limitations and kind of what this means um and you know several family friends of his um helped him to develop a vision for you know really what he wanted to do with his life so um, even though his vision had failed, Lidsky graduated from Harvard before he turned 20. He founded and sold a tech company. He earned a law degree that landed him a job at um, as the Department of Justice lawyer. And today he serves as the CEO of the home building company called ODC Construction, which has built tens of thousands of Florida homes and he brought in more than $68 million in gross revenue last year. Holy this is as a blind cow. man. <laughs> Isn't that insane? Oh my gosh. And so he, he, this is a quote from him. He says, I had mental images about blindness and the limitations it would impose upon me and my ability to achieve it. And I discovered that those mental images were a self-limiting fiction, not a natural truth about the world. Um, which is, I think what we do as humans, right? We like, we, we, we come across a barrier or a roadblock or something that we perceive to be hard or quote unquote, the end of the world. Um, but those are stories that we tell ourselves. And Keisha, I remember you telling me something, uh, many years ago, um, that was like, uh, like your inner bitch. (laughs) 
<laughs> me i said that <laughs> and like i i you know and that may be a harsh term in this particular context but like I, I think we all have that. We have an inner bitch that's just Absolutely. like telling us you can't do that. You're not good enough. Like you could never accomplish that. Um, and so I, that's why I love this story. So it's like this dude was blind by the age he was 25. He graduated Harvard before he turned 20. Holy cow. That's right? amazing. Isn't oh my nuts? gosh. The obstacles that he had to go through both physically and then emotionally within himself must have yeah. been unbelievable. Unbelievable. Wow. Um, yeah. So anyway, I love that story. Isn't it and funny I, that both of our stories had to do with building homes? Oh, I didn't even realize that. Isn't that crazy? It's true. The whoa. Yeah. And to to be clear to everybody, we did not know about each other's stories before uh, no, we, we did chose. Not. This actually happened in another episode. We were talking about um, uh, somebody um, in in a wheelchair in another episode. Uh, if you guys listen to the show, um, you can you can find that episode. But that happens a lot where we like we find stories that are, are quite similar or have similar qualities. I should say, I should say. Yeah. <laughs> um, Keisha, I have a couple other questions for you. Yes. Um, bef- before we say bye to everybody. Okay. Um, but one of the things that I think, you know, maybe in both of those stories really is like, I think these people found their mojo. They found like what's, what they're good at. They find, they found what they're passionate about. Mm-hmm. Um, so how, how would you say people can find their mojo? Um, yeah. and like, what are clues, you know, that can give people a clue into their, what their mojo is? Yeah. Good question. Okay. So what I heard in both of those stories was there was something that pissed these guys off. Okay. So with my guy, it was, why are these veterans suffering after they've given, you know, everything to their country and why are they having to navigate this red tape? We need to do something to make this easier. They need homes, they need, they need services. And with your guy, he really wanted this dream of his and it was pissing him off that he had to, um, well, from probably from what maybe other people said was, oh gosh, you're probably not going to be able to do that since you're going to be blind. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would, I would imagine, I'm just going to, you know, go into his head for a little while. I would be pissed. Um, and so what I've noticed with pretty much everyone that I've talked with, there's a piece of you, if you mix the piece of you that's pissed off about something with something that you're naturally amazing at, you've kind of got a mojo package right there. Mm. So for instance, um, I would almost say for you, I don't, I don't know exactly what your motivation was for starting this broadcast, but I would imagine it had something to do with, dear God, we need to hear some good news. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like exactly you're right. killing me with all this horrible news. Like is yeah. anything good happening in the world? Right. And then you have this amazing ability to communicate. You've got this gorgeous voice. If you haven't heard AJ sing, you must. Um, and you know, you've got this awesome, warm personality. And when you mix those two things together, you get this broadcast. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the hope. That's the hope. Oh, I'm, I'm positive. You're slaying it. Mm-hmm. You're slaying it. I know you are. <laughs> um, but like for me, what's interesting is, um, I was real pissed off that I could not figure out what I wanted to do with my life. Um, I was 40 by the time I figured out what I really wanted to do. I had been a wife and a mom. I had been a teacher. I had done intuitive consulting for years and years and I loved it, but there was something missing. And when I finally figured out that I wanted 
to be a coach and I wanted to help other people figure out what to do. One of my favorite things to do was to help people figure out what do you want to do? And so since I've been through that and I didn't know what I wanted to be from the time I was five, I think it helps people trust me, but it also it, it helps me convey the frustration that people feel because almost always people say to me, God, I, I know that I'm meant for more than this. Hmm. And, um, and so I love to help people figure out what that is. And, um, and sometimes it's something that you've actually been made fun of. So I'm a really sensitive person and I was always the kid that, you know, would cry when I watched the news and I would, you know, feel terrible for people that were hurting. And I would spend a lot of time, um, my heart kind of on my sleeve and I would get made fun of for being so sensitive, but actually being as sensitive as I am has helped me be very intuitive and it's helped me to bond with people because people know that I really feel them when I'm talking with them. Mm -hmm. And so when I mixed that with, I want to help people be able to do what they want to do and be the best version of themselves. I kind of got my mojo, which is helping you figure out what your mojo is. Yes. So good. It's like, it's like, it's electric. It kind yeah. of ping pongs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love it. So, um, in the spirit of the show, which is all talking about good, mm-hmm. um, what advice would you have for people to get more good in their everyday lives? Um, especially as you said, when we find ourselves surrounded by a lot of negativity, um, in present day. Oh, good. That's a good question. Okay. So, one really basic thing that will change your life really quick is when you spend time doing either something or spending time with someone, pay attention to how you physically feel in your body, especially when you leave. So mm. say you're uh, on a soccer team and you get in your car to leave or you just went and visited a friend, or you went to a family gathering, or you were doing some sort of task at work. Notice how you physically feel in your body when you leave. If there's a feeling of, oh oh my gosh, that was so fun, I loved that, that was awesome, and you're kind of like happily reminiscing about what just happened, this is something you wanna do more of. If you leave and you're kind of like second guessing yourself, you're feeling kind of lower energy, you're feeling like you're, you're going, like you're, uh, you're doing an autopsy (laughs) on the, on the actual event that just happened. And then you feel like you're in a funk and you can't figure out why notice that because that our bodies are uh, registering the energy of what just happened way better than our brains do because our brains try to talk us out of it they're like nah it's fine you love that you love your aunt shirley she's fantastic and you're like why do i feel like shit every time i visit aunt shirley (laughs) you know (laughs) exactly and you're like but i'm supposed to love aunt shirley and you're like i might love her but she makes me feel bad I feel right. real crappy. So I can only do it in doses. Little, yes. Little, little key points of time. Radio. So if that's the case, then just be kind to yourself and make those times where you have to see Aunt Shirley, if that's a must, do it in ways that are healthiest for you and, and put a boundary on it. So I think of, of all the things that I could say, and I have lots of other things, but that is the most important. And it's the thing that will actually change your life if you really start to pay attention to it. Because I was doing all kinds of stuff 
that was making me feel like that, feel that kind of like, I don't like it. But I just thought, oh, well, I guess I'm just supposed to do that. Or it's not that bad. I'm just a wimp or whatever. No, it's your body telling you, no, no, this is not working for you. Like I said, because our brains will lie to us all day long and tell us what we have to do. Um, And our bodies are like, yeah, no. (laughs) Yeah, not about that. I'll pass. Hard pass. Hard pass on that. Yeah. Yeah. Some other things to do are like making sure you get enough sunlight every day. It's crucial. So crucial. Oh my God. I went to school in upstate New York and had seasonal depression disorder because I was in the clouds all day. It's a real thing. Dude, it's dark. It's a real thing. Yes, it is. is. It is no joke. So making sure you get enough sunlight outside 15 to 30 minutes a day. Crucial. Um, Make sure that you move your body at least once a day, um, 15 to 30 minutes as well. If you're like really having a tough, tough time walking outside for 15 to 30 minutes a day, will make such a big difference. Um, spending time with pets. If you don't have pets, go borrow a pet, go walk somebody else's dog. Um, I love it. They're awesome. And it will help you feel better. Um, limiting your exposure to news, which is very hard to do. So hard. So and listen hard. to more share listen more to this show maybe. absolutely infuse <laughs> infuse yourself with positivity it is possible and it's something that is it will make such a big difference in your life i promise it's awesome i read an article yeah. i think you i don't gosh this week and one of the the suggestions um this is all about kind of finding your people mm-hmm. and one of the suggestions was um when you're in a group of people and you are all laughing at a joke Notice who you look at when you're laughing in the group. Fascinating. Uh, Because what the psychology of it says is that when we look at somebody when we're laughing, we're actually looking at the person that we feel most comfortable with in the group. Um, Because it's a very vulnerable thing to laugh and show your, you know, tell people kind of what you find is humorous. Um, And so when you are looking at somebody in a group, when you're laughing, you're actually signaling to that person, hey, I trust you. This is really funny. We're connecting over this. Um, So I thought that was kind of interesting, too. I love that. That's amazing. Okay, that backs up something that um, is a key learning that I've learned from um, Dr. Brene Brown. Um, Not sure if you've ever heard of her, but she's amazing. Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, that's a whole other episode. (laughs) Brene Brown, look her up. TED Talk. Yeah. You're coming back, Keisha. Okay, I'm coming back. I'm coming back. Um, so <laughs> Brene Brown is a shame and vulnerability researcher at the University of Houston. And shame and vulnerability, who wants to be that, right? Mm-hmm. So what yeah. she was researching was basically what makes people happy. And what she realized was that people that lived in an open-hearted way, meaning they were able to be vulnerable, were the happiest people because joy is the most vulnerable emotion that we feel. And I was like, what, what, What? how could that be? No, Uh that's the truth because we are terrified that if we feel joy, someone will take it away from us. So it's always that feeling of like the other shoe's going to drop. And so protecting yourself. Yeah. So if you're cynical, and crabby all the time you have nothing to look forward to and nothing can you know nothing can make you feel worse because you already feel worse yeah so feeling happy and positive and vulnerable in the most positive way which means courageous really um courageous able to take in good all the good stuff and not be terrified that someone's going to take it away from you it's the ability in your it's it's the belief in your own ability to be resilient 
Yes. That, and- yeah, you're going to feel bad if something bad happens, but you're going to be able to get back up. And so it's better to have had that feeling than to allow yourself to feel cynical and crappy, which I call in my book, Darth Vader heart. <laughs> Darth Vader heart. Oh my God. I love it. Okay. Darth Star Vader Wars heart. fans. Yeah, exactly. Well, my boys were huge Star Wars fans. So yeah, Darth, Darth Vader heart. Anakin. No, don't do it. Um, no. Cause his, his heart just got trampled on. Right. So he trampled. I don't know if that's where trampled on. Um, but uh, anyway, so it's when, you know, when you're, when you're cynical, it keeps you from getting hurt again, but actually it just keeps you from feeling good ever. Yep. Yep, you're right. And it's a wall. It's, it's a wall. wall. That's for sure. Yeah, oh my so gosh. anyway, that's the, I just thought I'd throw that tidbit in after so what you many, said. Well, so many good tidbits, Keisha. I think you're leaving people wanting more, which is always a good thing. Oh, so thanks. speaking of, um, where can people find out more information about you and your book and all that fun stuff? Cool. Okay, so me, so, um, so you can either... Look me up online as The Mojo Whisperer, or with my name, it's Keisha Gallegos, K-E-I-S-H-A-G-A-L-L-E-G-O-S.com. My book is on Amazon, and you can just put my name in there, or you can put put on um, the little book of Big Mojo, and you will find it there. Um, I'm on Facebook a lot. You can friend me there. Uh, Make sure to send me a little note so I know who you are. You heard me on this broadcast. Otherwise, I'll be like, nope, don't know you. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. You have have clearance to friend Keisha. Boundaries, my friend. Yes. So tell me you heard me on this. Yeah. So um, yeah. And I teach classes online and I have a really fun one um, coming up called Becoming Unfuckwithable. Oh my gosh. There it is. She, she's leaving us with the mic drop. Right Sorry, now. I had to do it. I love it. I love it. Um, so please be sure to go check out Keisha on her website. Go get her book. Um, and maybe we'll have her back on another episode. Um, and we'll, we'll talk about some other things that we just kind of skim the surface on. But um, I want to thank everybody for joining us today. I wanted to invite you to subscribe to the podcast. Um, hit that subscribe button on wherever you're listening to the podcast on so we can make sure and you can make sure to get notified when there are new episodes. Um, I want to remind everybody about the contest. If you write a rating and review of the show, you can take a screenshot and email that to info at shareinspirerepeat.com to be entered into the contest. Um, And you can also check out more information by visiting our website again, shareinspirerepeat.com. Keisha, thank you so much for joining us. AJ, thank you for inviting me. You're amazing. Um, Rock. And and, uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening to Share, Inspire, Repeat with AJ Mises. Interested in sharing a story or being a guest on the show? Visit shareinspirerepeat.com to introduce yourself or to submit a story. You can also check out more details from this episode by visiting shareinspirerepeat.com.